Hello to my identical twin brother, Colin. Hey, Simon. Uh, and welcome. also to the listeners, obviously. Yeah. Welcome to, uh, to Prisoner Podcast. Thank you. Episode 13. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a little cough in my throat there. No. Um, are you familiar with Twin Primes, Simon? I'm not. Is it much, much, much less fun than it sounds? I don't know how fun it sounds. But twin Primes are, are prime numbers uh, that are two away from each other, so I like 11 and 13. Why are they twins? Um, because they're very close to each other, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, they'd be twi- 13 and 13 would be twin primes. Right. <laughs> 13 and 11 are just like sibling primes. Mm, that's good. I mean, we weren't born precisely the same time. We were born seven minutes apart. So I guess it's a bit <laughs> like that. take two minutes, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, that's a written, no, I hate as, that. As close as primes can be, apart from two and three. I'd vote for that not to be a thing. You're against twin primes, all right? Okay. Yeah, could you have that changed, please? <laughs> I'm not sure I can. No, I don't think I have that kind of sway in the mathematical community. I'm not entirely convinced I'm in the mathematical community, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're doing a maths master's. I am. I am. But I don't talk to anyone else on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was your own choice. I mean, in a way, but I'm not sure how I would. There must be like a WhatsApp group or something. Must have. In which case, I've not been invited to it. Yeah, that adds up. <laughs> There's, there are forums where I, I did once or twice point out errors in the text. So that was a... Oh, they must love you. <laughs> well, they love they love people to point out errors in text because it means they can correct them for next year. Oh, I see. You're not just like saying the person who commented above has made a spelling mistake. All right. No, no, no. It's like, hey, on page 137, it says plus, so I think it should be minus, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good way to get out of having got the answer wrong. Uh, how many twin primes do you think there are, Simon? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's more than eight. <laughs> The fun fact, then, is the fun fact that no one knows. No one knows how many there are. Uh, so it could be eight. I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think they've, they've, counted, they've counted probably several million, but um, <laughs> um, but we don't know if there are infinitely many or not. Gosh, how boring. So, um, so um, you might be thinking that... <laughs> However, there was... Uh, I discovered on, uh, on a lecture in this math course recently, or, or a little fun tidbit, that some guy, I, I forget his name, had discovered that... Um, so twin, twin primes are two apart. He discovered that there are infinitely primes that are, are no more than 70 million apart. Uh, and then some, some of the guys came along and reduced that 70 million figure to 246. Oh, that's quite a jump. Yeah. Anyway, what's the, what are we talking about today, Son, and then the fascination, fascinating topic of prime numbers? Well, firstly, I want to say you might not think that Peace in the Podcast changes anyone's lives. I do I do think that no one's life has changed up in the podcast, apart from you might uh, think... I have to sometimes take an hour out of my day. Um, <laughs> you might think that people listen to our things and they give it a second thought. I did not think people listen to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend Marley, oh, yeah. after our last episode, right. got rid of some cutlery she didn't like. She okay. felt empowered to finally dispose of the... F- I can't remember if it was forks or teaspoons, but there was some that she hated. And it turns out everyone has cutlery they hate. I know you um, doub- doubted this. But yeah, I mean, everyone. I don't. I'm part everyone of everyone. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm the only person, only person in the world. <laughs> no one's in touch with me to say they don't have cutlery they hate. Get in touch with the uh, with the show if you own. Sorry, if you don't own any cutlery that you hate. Yeah. Um, unless you're Marley, I guess, because I guess yeah. she now doesn't own any cutlery. She likes. Yeah. Mm. game. Do you still own the cutlery you hate? I got rid of one of the two forks I hate. <laughs> So difficult to understand why you were doing that. <laughs> well, I thought I still need one for like stirring stuff. You don't. You don't, don't. Waste, you don't want to just waste stirring on like a fork you like. What? <laughs> <laughs> this still makes sense. 
You make me sound like I'm crazy, but everyone will agree with me except for you. Because honestly, we just want to get or just try a bit of pasta to see if it's cooked or something. Yeah. You don't want to use a fork you actually want to eat a meal with for that. Why not? <laughs> because it's a waste. I mean, I'm, I mean, if I, if I wanted I to test pasta to see if it was cooked yet, I'd use the fork that I'm planning to eat the rest of our meal with. Yeah, that does work as well, I guess. I guess I'm just trying to find reasons to use the fork. <laughs> Sometimes, if I don't want to make a, I, I mean, I, I understand to a certain extent you don't want to make more cutlery dirty, which is why I quite often use the handle of some cutlery that is waiting to be washed uh, to take a tea bag out of a mug or something. Yes, don't but you still, need, but you still need to. Uh, I use my hands like a man. Oh, yeah, yeah, both of them. Gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plunge them both in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, in fact, as a man, in fact, not just like a man. No, indeed. Um, but do you do you, do you then wash the, the the fork you hate, or do you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat a meal with that, so I might as well go in the washing up pile. Hmm. I mean, I do know, and you'll forgive me, um, that your washing up pile tends to um, grow before I... you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I've I've, I've been I, to your house many times. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely house, but um, the kitchen is about ninety percent uh, stuff waiting to be washed, piled up in ever precarious piles. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, it's mostly books, but there are also yeah. there's also a lot of washing up. Yeah, he's got because you want to build up enough that you can watch a full episode of Neighbours whilst watching up. Mm, I tend to do uh, tend to put on the old podcasts. I'm listening to the Renophiles. Um, okay, let me guess if I got what they like. Do they like? That weird American show, Renault 98 or whatever it was called, Renault 99. No. Do they like the wartime women's raid, whatever the, the women's soldier wrens were? No. Do they like just wrens the birds? No. Do they like Rennie Edo Lodge, the author of Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race? No. I'm out. Uh, it's about Jeremy Runner. Um, oh, Renner. Okay. Renner. I don't, he's on this people I don't really ever know who he is. It's it's a spoof um, true crime podcast. Like it's it's clearly a takeoff of Serial and stuff, which I I've not actually listened to, so a lot of it's lost on me. Serial hey, season one's great. Um, but Jeremy Renner is an actor. Um, is and... he brown haired? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the one. <laughs> uh, and he launched a celebrity app, and it all fell apart. So this is a kind of a parody look into how it happened. I, I don't think they do like Jeremy Renner very much. Does he present it? No. No. Sarah Ramos, or Ramos, and some other woman that I've never heard of. Uh, Sarah Ramos, um, who you might have come across, because um, she's, in, in COVID time, she hit the the entertainment headlines by doing, uh, um, or re- redoing scenes from movies. Not familiar, no. No, she was in Parenthood. Not familiar. You know Michael B. Jordan? No. What? I do know. I do know. I could be talking, yes. <laughs> He's in that awkward moment. He is. He also briefly imparented. <laughs> okay. His, his two biggest hits on his <laughs> I think so. filmography. I think so. Or filmography, if you will. I don't know. I, I did that. I, I'd really rather not. <laughs> He's very good at basketball, but not as good as Michael Jordan. Okay. So is, would you say... That he should be Michael A. Jordan. No, I'd say he's Michael B. Jordan. No, I mean the other one. He's A. No. <laughs> Michael B. Michael B. Jordan's B. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's Michael C. Jordan, who's again slightly worse. If the, if you had to label yourself a particular Michael Jordan on the basketball building scale, yes. what, what letter would you choose? 
Hmm, it's tricky because I don't know the rules of basketball. Right. And even if I did, I'd be very bad at it. Sure, sure, sure. But they're also like babies or like people without legs and stuff. Although there's probably a lot of people without legs who are better at basketball than I am. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go Michael... In fairness, there's probably some babies who are better at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Michael W. Jordan. Okay. How about you? Well, I'm now thinking through the scales. I'm definitely not in the top 26 in the, <laughs> in the world. That was true. Yeah, I mean, but, um, but let's, let's, say it's a, let's say it's a ratio. Um, <laughs> uh, well, if you're W, I, I feel like I'm probably marginally better than you. Yeah, probably. Uh, so maybe a U. Can you say it properly, please? Michael U. Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch, let us know which Michael Jordan you are. Um, yeah, especially if you are actually called Michael Jordan. Yeah, and if you are indeed Michael B. Jordan, um, please get in touch with the show. I loved you in Creed, and to a lesser extent, Creed 2. I thought that awkward moment was fine, I guess, for the sort of <laughs> film it was. See anything I've seen that you've done. <laughs> cool. cool. Oh, so oh, I thought you were in Graham Norton, I guess. You should watch Fruitvale Junction. Not I'm not Michael sure the moustache works, it, but, but... Well, who am I to talk? Uh, do you have a moustache? No. <laughs> cool. Um, so, I don't know if you've been seeing my tweets, Carl, or watching my Insta stories. Well, let me tell you something. I do, I do see your tweets, and I've taken a life decision not to watch your Insta stories, because <laughs> they are exclusively things that you've said to me a good five or six times before. I um, did put on my Insta stories that you'd, you'd actively decided not to watch them. I didn't see that, because I decided people not to watch People enjoyed that a lot. Although I did watch, I did like a fool watch another of yours, where you seemed just to be... Um, Alternating between trash talking your neighbour and then saying, "Oh, but she's such a sweetheart." <laughs> People love Barbara. They yeah, love I really, oh. I really feel that might not be wise. Um, so, for those <laughs> of right, you Mom. who don't, uh, who don't watch Simon's Insta stories, and uh, may I heartily commend <laughs> that you don't leave that group. Um, Simon, Simon is now telling anecdotes about his elderly neighbour, which he thinks somehow won't come back to bite him. Um, <laughs> if it helps, I think they probably will come back to bite me. <laughs> right. They're all complimentary. They're not trash talking her. They're how great she is. What would you say in the in the? Let's maybe it's time to bring back our classic uh, role play segment. Oh sure, okay. Um, where I will play uh, your your downstairs neighbour Barbara, okay, whom I've never met, and you will play yourself. I have met me sort of. Actually, actually, you play your downstairs neighbour Barbara. <laughs> okay. Whom I have you met have her. met, and I will play you, whom I have met. Okay. And we'll see how... And um, Barbara has found out that you've been doing this stuff on, on Instagram stories. <laughs> okay. Do, do people call Instagram stories, or just Insta stories? I think either work, yeah. Cool. Um, I found these apples. <laughs> <laughs> do you want them? Um, th- they're my apples. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lovely, great. I'll pop them under the fence. Um, I was looking on my, my great niece, Shibby Instagram, and I saw you've been talking about me on there. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, 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 I do a few, I do talk about a few things that are of interest to me, yeah, um, books and, and cats. Is it me? And... It's not different, Barbara. It is no, me. it is, it is, it is you, yeah, it's all nice stuff, though, it's, it's all nice stuff. Oh, thank you very much. Is the piano disturbing you? <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. Have you written any more songs about me? <laughs> no, just keep playing that same one. I mean, this, this is, this sounds all very nice so far. Yeah, no, I think you'll be alright. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> she does often ask me if the piano is disturbing her, and it never is. Except okay. when we fin- we're finishing watching Hamilton together, and that sort of it did sort of ruin the last couple of songs. <laughs> um, I think we should play that again some, but actually switch back to the, the original suggested roles. Um, okay. uh, but I can come the same way. Um, hey, 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 Simon, uh, would you like some apples? I've actually got an apple tree, and those aren't 
I think those are my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my grandniece uh, was talking to me. Apparently, you've been um, putting stories about me on on in the internet. Oh yeah, people love you, Barbara. I just thought you know, I tell stories about my life, and you're a part of my life. You've not about any of the kind of private conversations we've had on there, though, have you? <laughs> <laughs> not private ones. No. <laughs> just <laughs> just normal conversations. And what about that poem that I showed you that was um, that was close to my heart? You didn't, <laughs> you didn't mock that on the internet, did you? <laughs> I mean, you mocked it when you told me about it, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you stop moving across the, the microphone? Uh, see, that went for you, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it still had it had the capacity to escalate, I think. But <laughs> sorry again for all the rubbing against the microphone that Haggis was doing. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. So anyway, the reason I brought it up, you might have seen my tweet. Did you see my tweet about chicken tonight? Yes. I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. I don't think I've ever eaten chicken tonight. Have you? No, I haven't. No, I don't really know what it is. Is it just like a sauce, or is it actually got chicken in it? I think it's a sauce. I was amazed that they still existed. To be honest. Yeah, I was pretty sure they didn't, but turns out they do. Um, and the reason I thought about them is because my colleague said I'm having chicken tonight. I was like, mm, chicken tonight. Uh, and the ads used to be everywhere. Ian Wright was was front of an ad campaign. Was he? Did he say I feel like chicken to write? He did not. He didn't. Mm, I'm opportunity. I was never quite sure whether it was, I feel like chicken tonight, and then they just repeated it, or whether they're having chicken tonight's chicken tonight. Okay. I never knew. Do you want to go into that anymore? No. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, it could be awesome. what do you think, Zon? What do you think? I think they're just repeating it. Yeah, that's my view. Okay. Right in. But they, on their website, they have a game you can play where you are speeding home with your pickup truck filled with chicken tonight. Did you look at the game? I played the game. Yeah. And you have to dodge oncoming traffic. Oh, but most of the time you can just drive in the middle of the road, as far as I can tell. Mm, a good <laughs> lesson for all of us. Uh, I, I believe maybe the final answer of our debate from a few weeks ago. But, um, About whether you should be driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure... Because we as, as listeners um, who've come back, may I recall, we debated whether or not you should break the highway code. And... Um, this game seems to be largely revolving around driving the wrong way down a dual carriageway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get that chicken tonight home, but with the knowledge that at some point you will crash and die. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really just how far you get before that happens. Because it doesn't seem... I didn't, well, maybe you did get to home. I didn't. I mean, I didn't play very much. I, I was not good. Um, maybe I was really good the first time. But yeah, but, why, but mostly, why does a source that presumably nobody actively seeks out their website except for me... Hmm have an interactive game, driving game on it. I feel that there are no good answers to this. Um, presumably some highly expensive brand consultant told them that was the way to do things. Yeah, I mean, it's Has there been like, a product that had a successful game that they thought we can copy that? I mean, probably Lego or someone has. Yeah, I mean, well, Lego's got loads of games, but Lego I mean, is... I mean, Lego's had a whole movie, I guess. Um, but, I mean, there probably are... The, the things where that has happened, like interactive adverts or something, I don't know. But but surely nobody was looking at the Chicken Tonight <laughs> section of a supermarket. I assume it's a section. Yeah. It's like, well, I could go for own brand Chicken Tonight. Um, or I did really enjoy playing that, that very, very basic car game. 
But people are talking about it, son. People are talking. I mean, you and me. I've, I've, I've spoken about it in three mediums now. Mm. Media, and it's worked. You see, I mean, yeah. I have I'm no intention of buying chicken. So. Like, indeed, I don't think I've ever seen it in a shop. But <laughs> that's true. Actually, I don't think I've ever. Seen it. It's strange. I mean, would it be in no- some sort of meat section? I don't know. I think it's a northern thing. That's my uh, my, my <laughs> sudden new thought. I mean, sure, why not? Um, our yeah, friend, okay. yeah, our friends in the north. I mean, it's strange. It's the kind of thing that, uh, yeah, 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 Liverpudlian. Like so, I think more a Lancashire thing than a Yorkshire thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean Yorkshire hot pot's a thing. Was it Lancashire hot pot? Or is it both? It's Lancashire hot pot. Okay, is that got chicken in it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I, I I'm basically snow blind when it comes. It's not snowblind. It's not the right word. No, I, I think I, blind I, is the word to talk about. Blind <laughs> when it comes to meat. Okay. In a supermarket, partly deliberately, I guess, because if I wander into the aisle which has me, like I don't want to see a bunch of dead bodies on the side of a aisle. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing some shopping for Barbara, she asked me to get prawns for her. Yeah. Um, I actively looked for prawns. I couldn't find them anywhere. It's like, do they put all the dead bodies together? I couldn't find it by the other dead bodies. Do you like my way of referring to all the meat as dead bodies? Not really. <laughs> um, so I sort of I didn't want to look too closely because because it's already gross. But it's like, well, they didn't seem to be over the chicken. Um, later I realised they might be frozen because that might be a thing yeah I mean I don't like prawns but they do have frozen prawns but I, I was expecting them to be in the so I gave up eventually and I could have asked someone but it was all, it was COVID times and you know don't want to talk to people so I said I couldn't find it and she said don't worry cottage cheese will do just as well and I was mm. very confused about what what recipe it was like either prawns or cottage if cheese if you enjoyed this uh, cottage cheese slash prawn story check out some Insta stories I haven't done this one yet but I, I doubtless will more bar material and I was thinking maybe the only thing I could think of that would have prawns or ja- cottage cheese is maybe like a jacket potato oh it's still going alright do people have prawns with uh, jacket potato oh, I don't know like maybe I don't doesn't seem like the kind of thing people would do I don't know what do you have prawns in I think I've only ever had them in special Chinese curry you wouldn't put cottage cheese in that. You wouldn't put cottage cheese in that. But and you can have it in like what's that Spanish? A cocktail. In the, the Spanish paella. Yeah, you can have your prawns in that, don't you? Yes. But again, I don't think you'd have cottage cheese. Well, I could see having cottage cheese in that. Like maybe, maybe. Is Barbara like you as uh, someone who's uh, au fait with Spanish cuisine? Well, she lived in Italy for a few years, so maybe. Basically, the same thing. Sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, in China. Well, she has lived in China. Maybe she's going to make special Chinese chow mein or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I was uh, reading an article about uh, Robbie Fowler today. and uh, He, he said made that, that sort of naughty reference about drugs once. Mm, that was in there. Um, but she, saying that after one game when he scored a goal, he went and had special fried rice with a side of chips. That feels like too much carb behind it. Oh, they love, fr- they love um, chips and rice in, like, I want to say Wales. They like chips and curry in Wales. Somewhere you can get, I think it's Wales or is it Scotland, you can get half and half and get chips and rice. All right. I did oh. that somewhere. It was great. Actually, in the, uh, in the I go to a quiz sometimes, well, pre-COVID I did, and uh, there's a curry in that and everything comes with either rice or chips. But you go back, you quick sign, you can get two, sometimes even three. Uh, so, so, so I tend to always go with uh, one with three, rice and the chips. Three servings. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not. It's been a while since I had three. They tend um, to close the hatch pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's also they probably assume you'll have one. <laughs> <laughs> one. Like a sap. Yeah, I suppose it would be quite like a sap. But yeah, I have really learned hard into Instagram stories of late. 
And you let me tell you this, Colin, people are loving them. You say this. <laughs> I do. I get so many messages being like, I love your Insta story. Right, no. <laughs> and I get a lot of messages saying, I'm looking for love, I'm single. <laughs> I don't take those seriously, <laughs> I do get a lot, because I get a lot of those. Really, I started following... Um, I think it's just a, I don't know if it's the official tourist board of Canada or something, but some Canadian Instagram thing that just puts like nice pictures of Canada. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I got loads of these things. Um, From Canadian you, women? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they weren't identifiably Canadian. I didn't chat with them, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure but they're I not got real. But <laughs> lovely one who was looking for friendship that might lead to marriage. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, that's a lovely order to do things. Was it Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I haven't. I, she hasn't offered to marry me. But, no. um, I'm not uh, saying no. But yeah, I don't understand Insta stories. I don't know why people want to put stuff up that disappears almost immediately. I mean, but, uh, having watched most stories, do I? <laughs> I also... <laughs> I, I don't watch your stories as, as discussed, but I, <laughs> I, I see the, uh, the the picture, and you always have the same uh, kind of <laughs> slightly quizzical expression. <laughs> in all of them. That's my brand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I mean... Like, Here's a thought. What is it about trees? Yeah. Are you consistent? <laughs> maybe maybe I'll start putting up savage takedowns. <laughs> I would love that. I don't think that I try to remember what it was now. Uh, you were. Oh, there was one where you're like, what did it just mean when it was really, really obvious? <laughs> was it a red sky might? Why is it the light? Who knows? <laughs> is it because it means it's going to rain? Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows this. <laughs> I just think it's funny because no one knows. We're not going to rain, in fact. Not gonna, Who knows what way to make shepherds go? That's kind of be all love. That one didn't go down that well. <laughs> so maybe, um, I'll, maybe I'll start doing this. It's like, guys, I was, go- I was going down the shops the other day, you know, just walking to the shops, and I saw these white lines on the middle of the road. Why are they there? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I would love that. I'd love to love the attention, to be honest. But, um, I, there are very few people I follow who do just talk to camera on their Insta stories. It's mostly pictures, and I don't understand that. But, you know, all my chats to camera, my little thoughts of the day, people love it. Mm. I mean, I don't know people how to make Insta stories, so it's <laughs> <laughs> people thrive on it you can have little stickers yeah I've, great. Seen, the, I've seen the stickers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the weird thing where it cuts off after like 10 seconds yeah I, I'm no I'm not lying when I say to you that I've had maybe a dozen messages from people saying how much they love my Insta stories well sarcasm can be cruel um. <laughs> so yeah I'm at Simon David Thomas check it out uh, yeah go for it <laughs> Uh, it comes. It comes without my hearty recommendations, but uh, <laughs> but half of us like it, and apparently uh, dozens of people, dozens, literal dozens. I think I said, uh, I think I said a dozen. But yeah. <laughs> are advocating for it on the internet, and can a dozen uh, people on the internet be wrong? Imagine if you were supportive of me. I'm supportive of the good stuff, <laughs> and if your Insta stories were not terrible, <laughs> I mean. Th- because I see some people put up photos and it's usually sisters rather than brothers. They'll be like, oh, you look beautiful. Or like, oh, great, I love this. Or something. I want you to say I look beautiful, Colin. <laughs> I'll say I look beautiful. I mean, it's, a, it, it's not just... I mean, it seems to be quite a female thing to tell each other they look beautiful on the yeah, internet. That's true. I've never, no one's ever said that I look nice in a photo of it, except old American ladies sometimes. And, like, in their defence, it's because I look terrible. <laughs> I just want, you look lovely, so Often so do the people who put up their photos that everyone's like, beautiful shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I commend it. And we could do a whole podcast, Simon, on uh, on positive uh, body image, but maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should. Fine. You look great, son. You've never I looked better. So. I mean, you can't see me. Well, right you, now. Probably, you probably looked better 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've I found the perfect glasses for my face now. I think that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I, I've, it's, a, it's a lifelong search, obviously, and it's one that I battled with, but. Um, because yeah. I um, I bought when I first got glasses in two thousand and seven, I mm-hmm. bought glasses that basically looked like all the other glasses that were there, and I like those glasses. And now they barely make them, so every time I get new ones, I have to get the only pair that looks vaguely like that. Was I big change this time? I was like, I ain't doing rectangular rims now, no, no more, and going circular. Mm-hmm. It's a big move, Colin. It's a big move. It was. It was a big move. I'm sure you did an Insta story on it. <laughs> I think it was before I'd found Insta stories actually. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Um, it's not just your Insta stories I don't like. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever liked anyone's. I've, when I have clicked on them, I've always been disappointed. Cruel, <laughs> um, <laughs> cruel to, to the whole world of influencers and creators. Yeah. Uh, someone, my friend Tom, replied to my. She knows his friend who I didn't know. Replied to my um, it, my Twitter thing about the game on Chicken Tonight with the fact that his bananas had a Spotify playlist. <laughs> What? So bizarre. Ch- 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 Chiquita Bananas have a Spotify playlist. In fact, they have f- four <laughs> Spotify playlists um, oh. called something like Be Happy, Cook and Dance. <laughs> I can't believe this. And it's, I mean, it's both, they, both, they, both good pieces of advice, yeah. Being happy <laughs> and cooking and dancing, all activities that... Um, well, cooking and dancing sounds quite hazardous, to be honest. So, I mean, most of my dancing takes place in the kitchen, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like stir boiling water while I was dancing. No, that's true. There is stuff in the boiling water, <laughs> not just boiling up some water. It's just you're boiling up your least favorite forks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they did have the Miss Chiquita jingle in in all of them, sure. But 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 otherwise, didn't seem to be particularly. Stop it, sweetie. <laughs> particularly banana related. I mean, Chiquitita. I'm assuming. It was actually not. It was. I mean, firstly they're called Chiquita because I did set up Chiquitita banana first, but they didn't seem to have Chiquitita. And mm. but they did, I didn't look at all of the songs; they were quite long. I did. Be happy. I had on some songs that were very clearly not happy songs. But. Uh, Dave Gorman did a thing on this, but basically blaming innocent smoothies for brands having this wacky Mm-mm-mm. being fun it, thing going on. Can I tell you, somebody who works in content marketing, particularly when I worked for products rather than a charity, I guess. Innocent smoothies are our idols. Hmm. But don't most people find them really annoying? But memorable. Yeah. Expensive. I get te- I get Tesco own brand smoothies when I get smoothies. I just don't get smoothies. No, I don't do very often because they're like 90% sugar, aren't they? But, hmm. I remember getting some packet milk at a conference. That's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and this kind of gold for your Insta stories, to be honest. <laughs> and they had a Twitter feed. I was like, what, what updates could I possibly want from this packet milk? Did you, did you look at it? I did look it up. Uh, they'd only tweeted once, like two years before that. So like Ben & Jerry's. I love Ben & Jerry's. Uh, I'm a big fan of the ice cream. Um, but they do see... I, I went on the Twitter feed because they caused a bit of a storm, didn't they, recently? Mm. Um, with some stuff about uh, asylum seekers or something. But, um, mm-hmm. They seem to be fairly consistently tweeting about ice cream. 
until like one day when they just suddenly stopped ever mentioning ice cream and started talking about a whole raft of uh, political things. Well, I mean, my friend Becca works for their, for their advocacy and um, action arm. Yeah. And let me tell you something about the seventy twenty ten method of social media marketing. Seventy twenty ten. Hmm. Like the seventieth month of twenty ten. <laughs> you should spend seventy percent of your time doing general sort of uh, brand stuff that's not about the brand. So, like tweeting about things that people will be interested in, like recipes or you know whatever things that people content people might actually want that isn't selling a brand. Okay. Twenty stuff talking about your brand and ten percent linking to your brand content elsewhere is broadly it. So essentially you should do more lifestyle stuff. And if you're a nice, if you're selling a product or in their case, do more about cultivating what people yeah. think of them. But it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't really mind if Ben and Jerry's wants to tweet about political things that matter to them, but they seem to have gone from, instead of 70, 20, 10, it seems to be kind of naught, a hundred. Right? <laughs> no, like pretty much naught, no, I guess. And, not, and There's pretty much no mention of ice cream. Maybe Ben and Jerry's ice cream is just so well known by now. They just don't need to bother. Yeah. I always think that things like corn, Kellogg's cornflakes, like everyone knows that it exists. Why bother? I've, I've often thought the same thing. The other day, though, I bought Kellogg's cluster somethings, oh, yeah. thinking I was getting the granola, which is basically crumbled up oh, hobnobs and chocolate. Sure. But it, but it was like, this one was crumbled up hobnobs with peanuts and chocolate. So I had to throw it all away. I could have given it to you, I guess, but it's all in the bin now. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Well, that feels like you could have used it as Hargreaves litter tray. <laughs> oh, gross. I could have done. Um, I was thinking I could just cover it in chocolate and have it as, like, <laughs> those, like, cornflake cake things. But then I was like, they'd probably be far too sweet. Well, but, I mean, if you don't like peanuts, sure you don't like them in anything. Or do you cover stuff in chocolate? It's fine. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big fan of uh, crunchy nut cornflakes myself. Gross. Could tell I'm a crunchy nut, as Rob Ryden said from a while ago. Mm. Yes. So, do you have any segments like normal segments material? Uh, sure. Um, Simon, do you remember when um, we went house hunting for my house? Yes. When was this? Two thousand and let me let me see. Thirteen. Twelve. Twenty thirteen. Yes. Uh, I was there for three houses, I believe. Was that it? I think only three. We went to one in Southmead that was beautiful, but. Turns out it was in Southmead. No offence to all our Southmead listeners. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm broadly in Southmead now. <laughs> well, wasn't this on like the next road to the hospital? It was next road to the hospital. Technically, I'm not in Southmead. I'm in Brentree, but um, Brentree seems to be one of those things that they just call it that, so they don't have to call it Southmead. Don't be a meter. Hmm. People do call it meter. A meter, I believe. I do. Mel's dad was a meter. Yeah. Um. And that was, I remember they had a lovely vase of flowers, but I don't remember anything else about it. <laughs> but, um, that probably wouldn't have come with that. I don't know. And it, it was lovely. I was very impulsive. I was just like, just get this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. uh, as it turns out, both times I went house hunting, I put an offer in the first place I saw. <laughs> so I'm very much spontaneous with my own house hunting as well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Turns out not to be such a great idea for the first one, I guess. But uh, for this one, it worked out lovely. Mm. Um, and then we went to two on that housing estate where you do live. Mm. One of which had a conservatory and one of oh. which didn't. Is it a housing estate? I suppose it probably is. I don't, really, I don't really know what a housing estate is. Yeah, I think it's a housing estate. It's mm. not like a council estate, but yeah, housing estate. Basically, estate covers 
any level of housing from council estate to your sort of estate to I live on on my own estate. All right. We all live on estates. I mean, I don't. No. <laughs> Fine. Okay, cool. Um, I remember the you asked one question of each of them, which was what council tax band this is in, and they didn't. none of the estate agents oh, yeah. possibly the same. didn't know the answer to that for any of them. <laughs> I think I, I feel like I asked other questions, like when was the house built? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the council tax band was one. I think the first house I looked at, which was before you arrived on a different day, um, I basically said to the guy, what questions am I supposed to ask? And he told me. <laughs> so I, I asked those. And he said, you have to ask council tax band. Well, maybe I saw that on a website. I did look at a website that gave some pretty useless advice. Oh. I just can't imagine looking at a house I, I loved and be like, mm, wrong council tax band. <laughs> basically, I just <laughs> No, wanted, thank you. I'd lived around, I'd around 10 different houses, I think. And you run out of stuff to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like you shouldn't, you should spend more than like five minutes looking around a place, but it's like, well, yeah, I've seen it. I don't. <laughs> what, what do you want to ask? Where's the bathroom? Oh, yeah, it's, it's that room with the bathroom in it. I mean, that's the thing they do take you around. It's be like, here's a bathroom. It's like, yes, thank you for wasting everyone's time with that piece of information. Um, I, yeah, I, again, when I bought this one, when I put a place I live, I didn't look at any others that time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is good because I say a lot of people seem to be very fussy about buying houses. And I've got friends who spend like years doing it, and they want the absolute perfect place. And like, well, I took a week off work and did it in three days. And you you can't. I mean, I did spend eighteen months looking online. I understand. This was this so. I mean, well, firstly, I couldn't afford very many places. Uh, So my criteria. You could afford lots of places. Just you could not in Oxfordshire. Places in an Oxfordshire village. Yeah, but yeah. Which, I mean, Can you I knew a suburbs I was, lifestyle. I mean, I definitely couldn't afford Oxfordshire, Oxford suburbs. I could afford, I could probably afford to live in Kidlington. Do you want me to live in Kidlington? Yeah. Would you like me to live in Kidlington? It's going to give me greater pleasure than you living in Kidlington. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Um, yeah, but my only criteria were village, I could commute to Oxford and, I, and a house I didn't hate. And that took me 18 months to find somewhere. <laughs> oh, and that I could afford. Mum kept sending, sending me better places that were clearly in towns. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to live in a town. But she did also send me this one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I gave up looking at one book because Mum was sending me stuff, everything that was new on my move every day. So it was really helpful. So I don't think Mum moved some stuff, but I guess there wasn't time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, had you done any research before that week? Research? Like looked up houses, or was it? Did you start looking the week that you put the offer in? No, no. I mean, I'd, I'd booked all these places before that week. I'm not sure. Okay. What, I'm not sure how you would research. Just, well, how do you like spend a f- some time looking at what sort of places were available? Going to the area. And what do you mean, like houses? It was. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is quite weird to just be like, I guess I'll buy a house this week. That one looks okay. I'll take it. I mean, I don't. I, I booked places in a, in a range of different locations that I saw online. I just, uh, but I'm not sure. I didn't go to the places to look around before I saw the houses. I thought I could kill two birds. Oh, true. I mean, also, I guess because I mean, I, I find it quite confusing. I still can't quite get my head around the fact that you don't care at all what your house looks like. Is that fair? Uh, so, I'm, uh, this is the thing about what it looks like from the outside, and I spend very little of my time looking at my house from the outside. I mean, I don't, obviously, I care what it, if it was like. I had swastikas on the outside. Is that a yes or a no? Sorry. I ruled out a few houses on that basis. But it's not, you know, I don't, 
I don't want. I don't care if my house looks nice from the outside. No. Well, even inside, it's not like you're thinking I'd like something Victorian or I'd like something as you ended up 1970s. Except it was 1980 or something. I'm pretty sure. Um, I still don't really know how. I don't entirely believe that people know what time a house was built by looking at it. I don't know how you would <laughs> I mean, know. You that. Must, so when you look at people. <laughs> you know approximately how old they are, don't you? Sure. It's the same with houses. Is it? <laughs> yes, basically. It's based on how grey they are. <laughs> <laughs> We've got thatch, they might be grey, yeah. But, but, I mean, there are very distinctive periods of architectural styles. I don't know why you think people don't can't see that with their eyes. Uh, but, I mean, there aren't. I mean, a 1930s house. What's a 1930s house look like? Uh, I can't just describe it. But, was, was but it could house, be art. Could, 1930s house could be Art Deco. It might it's often be red brick. But it'd be different to a Victorian red brick. Obviously. So that the uh, the house that we lived in in Worcestershire. Yes. If I I guess sixties. Uh, uh, I think it was seventies. Okay. But it's probably designed in the sixties because I think like yours is built on nineteen eighty, but that design is very nineteen seventies. All right. like, like your staircase, yeah. those banisters, were, you won't find those outside of the 1970s. All right. Like <laughs> balustrades, I should say. Oh, no, which one's which? I can't remember. Um, fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes, no, it was It was also a week where I was I was still learning to drive. I think it was one of the very few times mm. that I drove a car outside of a driving lesson. With me? And you had the great pleasure, son, of my terrible driving around Bristol. <laughs> I don't remember particularly bad. I remember... You jolting into first gear a lot because your driving instructor had not told you about how to use first gear. What? No, the, the reason I jolted into first gear, well, partly, no, there were two reasons I jolted into first gear. One of which, as I say, was because the car had a much smaller engine than the one I drove in, and yes, my instructor had not said anything about that. Uh, the other one being that because the gear stick was a bit different, I kept going into first when I was trying to go into third. Oh, you did, didn't you? I forgot about that. Mm. I think, I mean, I, I will certainly never judge anyone for their driving, um, as you'll find out. In Insta story I did the other day, but it's gone now, so you can't. Well, well. It's all about the idea because my friend Sanjay said that most people think of themselves as being above average at driving. So I, little, I did little, see the the vote on that Carl. in the screenshot of it. You're watching them all the time, Carl. Well, again, I didn't watch it. I saw it in the in, <laughs> in the screenshot. My friends are either worse at driving Thumbnail. than average or more modest than average. Do you think you're above average at driving? I'm going to say you don't think that. It really depends if it's a median or a mean. I think. And also uh, I'm going to say mean. Okay, and are we including people who, just people with driver's licences, or including all, all people? I, th- I mean, I think we should. I did not make that clear in my poll, but yes. Uh, no, no, I don't. But also I was having a discussion with my friend Naomi about what makes someone a good driver, because mm. re- she was like, I'm really, really good. It's like, well, the best you can be is safe and confident, surely. Well, so I think there's, there's two different uh, areas. I, I saw a thing a while ago about, about men and women drivers, and and it basically was saying that women are better drivers in general, but the measures of this were very different. So I think a lot of people would regard it as how good are you at manoeuvring into in, in tight spaces, for example. Yikes. Parking Hor- a- I'm horrible at that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I but get I worse a lo- every year. A lot of people regard themselves as a good driver because they can yeah, okay. park in really tight spots. Whereas this thing was saying, yeah, driving at the sp- well, at or below the speed limit, um, indicating when you turn, blah, 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 is, is the indication of a good driver. So I think a lot of people who think they are very good drivers would not regard indicating at the right times um or say i don't know take another example at random uh from the highway code mm-hmm. when it comes to which lady driving <laughs> in the right way um can't believe how much you care about that and how much you don't care about the whole speeding part of the highway code um 
I, yeah, if someone says to me, I'm a brilliant driver, I assume they're terrible, because I assume what they mean is that they like going really fast, and they don't particularly care, and they get very cross with other people on the road who don't, mm. aren't as confident as they are. So my friend, I think I said to you before, my friend Pete had this thing about how I was a really slow driver, which um, I've got a driving awareness test to prove I'm not, uh, of course, <laughs> but um, I'm saying I'm not a very good driver, but I don't know a fast driver, like, I, I drive at the speed level, he is a absolute terror <laughs> Yeah, and that's. I mean, he probably says he's a really good driver. I'm not sure anyone's ever said that. I remember. No, it's maybe one or two people, but um, it's not most people. Like, yeah, I'm a great driver. No, yeah, my friend Amy did, but it turns out in her last job she used to drive a double decker bus around London. Oh, she's probably pretty so good. It's like, yeah, that's quite impressive. If, I mean, if you, I think if you drive professionally, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, for example, is a good driver. <laughs> is he? I guess. I mean, Jensen Button failed his first driving test on the basis that he. Uh, he's said he said he'd driven too close to a park. Like, he shouldn't have tried to get through a gap or something. Because okay. he's too close to a park car. And he was like, yeah, I knew exactly where it was. Which is probably, in fairness, he probably did. He used to date someone who's on Fame Academy. Fame Academy? L- Louise from Fame Academy. wonder what she's up to. They broke up at some point. Um, sorry to say that. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough tough break. Is Nicole Scherzinger still dating Lewis Hamilton? I do not know. Mm. Nicole, quick call in. Um, do you remember when, Carl, we went to your ceremony for becoming an actuary? Uh, I do, so I do. My hair was a bit of a mess that day. Was it? I don't remember. So my, my main recollection of that is from the photo, I was like, wow, my hair looks weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am a qualified actuary, and uh, I qualified in 2011. Uh, although I think this ceremony was in 2012 because it took me a while to get more paperwork in and stuff uh, and I, I'm i a man who likes to go to a graduation ceremony so and I've been to several dozen of yours and uh, <laughs> two <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was two yes I could have done all of those separately you could have gone to four yeah no th- thanks for not doing that um, <laughs> uh, very boring I thought well if you're doing that you're not welcome to mine so I went to a, <laughs> to a place in London I mean, I hadn't done mine at that point, but yeah. Where we uh, we arrived fairly fairly early from memory. I think we uh, rocked up rocked up first. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we even wandered around in the rain for a while. Before. We did wander around for quite a while before, and um, there is quite a. I've, I've all the, so I, I've been to one university graduation of my own, two of yours, and this one. Those are the all the graduation ceremonies I've been to, mm-hmm. and this was comfortably the least formal, I think. Um, okay. It was is in English for starters. It's in English, and it was, and um, even even the Warwick one, which the stuff around it wasn't very formal, and you you maintain it was sponsored by Red Bull or something. Which is <laughs> it was sponsored by Red Bull. It's not the case. <laughs> were you or were you not handed two cans of Red Bull? <laughs> I was, but it wasn't. It was just Red Bull sensing a marketing opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't I mean, it wasn't like when I got my degree they handed me my degree and two know, this degree gives you wings <laughs> <laughs> I believe was the keynote speech right the keynote uh, speech was something really boring about physics um yes it was yeah 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 mm. I don't don't recall what it was it well the, the actual one I think it was just a, it was about actual stuff probably probably uh, but yeah, you and mum and dad and uh, came to to when is it? You got drunk. Um. <laughs> well, I didn't get drunk, <laughs> but but my chief recollection was there were no nibbles and there was champagne. Mm. <laughs> What's a boy to do? Sure. And I was I was tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember uh, dad was very keen to get a photo, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, which he just or maybe even a video. Um, so he decided to do a test run on the on the person before me. <laughs> I did. I forgot him there. It was so creepy. 
I don't remember. And I think I, I think I whooped when you went there. I don't remember ever seeing any photos of this from actually being there. So I don't know whether he only got photos of the person before. What I assume happened was he pressed start recording, but it was actually he stopped recording. <laughs> He'd been recording up until the moment you went on stage. Yeah, probably. Uh, so a little handshake, and and I think this is probably what's so informal because every person who went up, there's this kind of uh, he would then stop and like, hold like, hold the handshake for a while. It's like, so do you want to come to the aisle? Any pictures? Anyone? Everyone got it? Everyone face that way? Yeah, yeah. Because there weren't huge numbers of us. No, I, mean, I don't think I talked to anyone else. There, I know there was one person I might have recognised from. I can't remember. Now. Uh, but yeah, there's no one else I knew from Bristol going that day. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I'm, t- I'm talking about my graduations for a second. I am glad that I did my second one and got a nice photo because at my first one, the only photo I have is Dad taking one of me that was focused on two tourists in the far distance. Right. <laughs> so just a very blurry photo of my face and a very, very clear photo of two tourists <laughs> looking at a map. So. The only photo I remember from, from I can't remember which one of my graduations it was, is just a selfie of me, Mum and Dad, that you had refused to join. <laughs> <laughs> from from your Warwick one? No, from your one. Oh, from my one. I think it was raining, I... and you're like, I'm not, think... I'm not staying in the rain. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a nice one from the D-film. I look very tired in it. Actually, I don't know why I wasn't very tired. <laughs> it was our birthday. Oh, it was, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about me. It's good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, what a boring ceremony! It's all in Latin. Same. It was all in Latin. Do for them. Do for them. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Do you have um, a famous Colin you'd like to pit against the famous Simon? I do, son. I do, and uh, um, and I think you're going to be a big fan of this one. Interesting. I still can't believe you're finding Collins. A big fan. I, I didn't realise this guy was called Colin until I was doing the... Uh, I don't think you will be a fan of him, by the way. Uh, okay. Until I was doing a Times quiz uh, with Mum and Dad the other day. Okay. Um, uh, are you familiar, Simon, with the Taylor series? No. Okay. Are you familiar with the specific kind of the Taylor series called the McLaurin <laughs> series? Is this a math thing? It is a math thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So obviously I was familiar with... Well... Familiar, I might be stretching it, but I might across. come back if someone's called Colin McLaurin. He's called Colin McLaurin. That's very strong. It's a great name. Uh, McLaurin series. It's, I won't warp you with, but it's a <laughs> series that um, uh, I've come across two series a lot in the McLaurin series occasionally. But I had no idea you've that ma- you've made false promises already because I am so bored. <laughs> um, One sentence no, in. Yeah, I had no idea that he was called um, Colin McLaurin. But there you go. He's a Scottish master. I think it's Scottish. Sounds Scottish. Um, he basically nabbed a Taylor series and thought, hey, if you do a little bit like this, I can call it after myself. Nice. Colin McLaren. Well, I'm going, I don't think I've used Simon Evers before. Nope. Have I? So So, he's only famous in a very small circle, but are you familiar with LibriVox? To do with books, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's a free audiobook site where members of the public can record audiobooks if they're oh, copyright. I, I know that you have used it, yes. Yeah. And and Simon Evers is the best narrator on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will listen to anything he narrates. Okay. It's like professional standard, but it's free. But, 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 but not, but not actually, so professional standard, but not actually paid to do it. No. 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 <laughs> he's, he's onto a losing wicket or ticket. What do you want to? A losing wicket or a losing ticket? Um, neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is an expression. Okay. Um, 
So he he likes Arnold Bennett and those sort of people. I listened to him do a lovely Mary Chumley novel called Die in a Tempest. <laughs> I listened to him do an Arnold Bennett novel called Buried Alive. Okay. And he's got just a lovely, he's very good at what he does. Um, I I haven't used this. So I, did, I discovered on, uh, based on podcasting, people do the same thing. They do the record audiobooks and podcasts. And uh, I love P.G. Woodhouse, and you know this about me. And uh, mm. I thought, oh, this, this was a book I haven't found. I'll, I'll say I'll download this. And I downloaded um, this thing, and it was an American guy, um, which obviously put me off a little bit. Um, but, but he did a kind of intro thing, and I can't remember what the book was, but let's say it's Right Ho Jeeves. And, like, and uh, this is uh, Right Ho Jeeves, read, uh, written by P.G. Woldhouse. Like, oh, no. no. <laughs> I just immediately deleted it. I don't know what you <laughs> yes, I have I have deleted some LibriVox things based on one sentence <laughs> of an accent. Um, and I listened to all of The Shake. Are you familiar with E.M. Hull's The Shake? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. E.M. Hull's The Shake. E.M. Hull's The Shake. E.M. Hull's The Shake. Not is... Best work. No. <laughs> um, I'm it's a very, very famous book. Is, is it very, very famous? <laughs> yes. I'm... Particularly in c- cultural studies of the 1920s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, meeting 1910s. Now, mm. I'm going to have a little guess now on how shake is being spelt there. I'm going to say uh, S-H-E-I-K-H. Am I right? No final H, but yeah. Okay, so is that it's rather than like a that's that's shake? Sort of shake. Or Which apparently is pronounced chic in America. Mm. Unless it's that it's getting it wrong, I don't know. Uh, and I, sometimes these audiobooks, you, different people do each chapter. Oh, yeah. And I listened to all of this, and in, it was a shake, chic fest, went back and forth all the time. Um, it's a novel about a woman who gets kidnapped in the desert somewhere by a man who repeatedly rapes her. Oh, you did um, tell me about this. But then falls in love with him. But don't worry, Carl, turns out he's British, so it's all fine. Hmm. <laughs> Spoilers. And Simon, really unpleasant. Simon Evans is involved in this, is he? No, he's not involved in that one. Okay. Uh, um, so, you, are you familiar with Rodolfo? What's his face? Who's that famous actor from the like thirties or something? Rodolfo Valentino. Okay. Rudolph Valentino. Yeah. Anyway, he he played the Sheikh yeah. in, in a very famous okay. film of the very famous book. Sure. I mean, let's take a quick side step out of this topic to question debate on what we got as being very famous. So many years ago, I was asked um, to find how someone is famous. And on, on, I said something off the spur of the moment, which I stand by um, for the rest of the time, that someone is famous if 30% of people know them by face or by name. It was a number I picked off the top of my head, but I think it stands. I'm happy with it. Um, okay. Very famous. I'm looking I'm looking about half, maybe. Maybe 50% at least. Okay. Are you suggesting that half of people will have come across the shake by E.M. Hull? I would say yes in 1920. Right, okay. <laughs> it was very famous at the time. Okay. I mean, you say that about a lot of stuff. And I've got no way of proving you wrong. <laughs> but it's, um, traditionally, you pick some book no one's ever heard of and claim that everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember, I was chastened in some ways by um, Pointless, when it had match-up. I think it just had to say the author, and it gave me a book. And only 40% of the people answering knew who wrote Pride and Prejudice. Oh, which yeah, that was hard. did rather shake my view <laughs> that any books at all are famous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say, if I had to pick a book that I thought like the most people would know, well, I'd probably go for Harry Potter or something, but for for an older book, the most people know. I'd, yeah. Prime don't be, that, what do they know? I'll go for uh, My favourite th- guess on that, which you may recall, was they were asking, I think it was Joe McKeldry's friend, who was sure, apparently sure. a celebrity <laughs> on this, um, who wrote Wuthering Heights. Right. Uh, do you remember this? And he said, 
I did it at school, <laughs> and I remember there was a guy called Heathcliff in it. So I'm going to say Heathcliff. <laughs> yeah. What an indictment of the education system in our country. I do remember one round on one point is where it was um, famous uh, assassinations, and they ha- they gave the year and the the location. So they had 1963 mm. Dallas, and the guy said JR. Which I think is a very, a very acceptable guess. I would probably have said the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, fi- not, it wasn't fiction assassinations. But they, they wouldn't have known that. Could have been. Right. Is it J, JFK? It is JFK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tentative. I never know all those famous assassins. No? What about Gavrilo Princip? Is, did he kill Franz Ferdinand? He did kill Franz Ferdinand. Uh, there you go. You see, you don't know the stuff. Yeah, I may pronounce his name wrong. Oh. Who knows? Um, so I did a round. Maybe I did a quiz round on uh, famous. Where I, I, well, I, I said the person who did the assassinating, and they had to say who got assassinated. I know I did very badly. Oh, on yeah. it. But it turns out there's not that many famous. So in the end, I had to go with Marvin Gaye Senior. Anyway, <laughs> it's just because I know like the names of these people, but I don't know. And I know which people were assassinated, but I just don't remember which one was which. Like, I can't remember who killed John Lennon. No? Mm. Well, apparently it's um, the Cardigans. The what? <laughs> no, not the Cardigans, the Cranberries. That's song, is it? They sang, I just shot John Lennon. It was Mark Chapman. Mm, see, no one knows that. <laughs> okay, so it's why do that. Yeah, fair. So... We're comparing someone who did some masking that no one cares about what? with someone who reads some audiobooks that no one cares about. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to claim that Colin McLaurin is, is, or the McLaurin series is the most love element of math. And indeed, <laughs> some people would, uh, would say he just took the Taylor series and tweaked it a little bit. But Most would say, I don't know what these things are <laughs> and I absolutely don't want to explain to me. But he did make Whereas it I think- into, the, into the Times Daily Quiz, which shows a level of fame that I think Simon Evers will never attain. <laughs> Yeah, Simon Evers isn't necessarily that level of fame, but amongst the LibriVox community, right. I think well beloved. Sure, but so if you would, if you would, someone say his name for me, Simon Evers, right? And uh, Colin McLaurin, it's just so much more fun. <laughs> okay, but picture this. Right. Can you picture a world in which I voluntarily find out more about Colin McLaurin? Um, in all honesty. No, 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 no. Can you picture a world in which you download every audiobook read by Simon Evers? Yeah. Very gay. I really feel we're not putting enough weight onto how fun it is to say their names. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the only thing you've got going for it. And that is very, no, I'm not going to lie, it's very strong. But the whole boring mass thing is really dragging him down. So, uh, did Simon ever. So, whilst I could see a world in which I download some books from this thing, mm-hmm. not if they're all like about. Uh, disguised British rapists. Is I mean, it's not... It'd be weird if that was the dominant theme of the novel in every sense of the word. Um, it is... I mean, Buried Alive is all about someone who whose butler dies and he decides to swap places with his dead butler. Yeah, no, it's a... It's a... It's, a, it's, a, it's really good stuff. Um, I have just looked up Colin McLaurin mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Has he got Wikipedia, babe? Of course, got Wikipedia. <laughs> that is something pointing his column against Simon Evans, who I assume does not. <laughs> and let me tell you, he's got a great wig. Wig? Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he wasn't. He's not a recent mathematician. <laughs> oh, <laughs> from the eighteenth century. I'm getting Colin McLaren, the Australian writer. Right. <laughs> How do you spell Clark McLaren? 
M-A-C-L-A-U-R-I-N. It's spelling a fun podcast thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a road named off from Edinburgh. Who hasn't? I should go check out that road. (laughs) He holds the record for being the youngest professor. Mm. That's pretty cool. Too late to that. But too late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Colin. Yes. Owing to changes in orthography since his time, his name was originally rendered as Mahloran. Mahloran. Okay. Colin Mahloran. Don't like it. It's even better. Colin Mahloran. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, like no, a children's TV character. He went to university at the age of 11. He actively opposed the Jacobite Rising of 1745. How do you feel about the Jacobite Rising of 1745? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Let's see if Simon Evans has... What comes up when you Google Simon Evans? I don't know why he's so bad. Lou with my Simons. Simon Evans. Mm-mm. He is the sixth most popular result. <laughs> <laughs> From people with his own name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think all the other ones are one specific lawyer. Okay. Or searching for Simon Evans on LinkedIn. Who have got very good search engine optimization. I hadn't tweet that um of course he was he did the uh oil and mclaurin formula which uh came up in my last module well i don't know if we can decide this one because your guy sounds boring <laughs> and, my, <laughs> and my guy's great uh i think then you know the answer to this i think it's not uh the internet's fifth most favorite simon evans <laughs> sick <laughs> it's gonna be colin mclaurin yeah i'll take it on technicality that simon evans isn't famous <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least he's called Simon. Yeah, I mean, if if we decide this on whether or not they call Simon, I mean, last time you came forward, he won't call Simon or Colin. That is true. That is true. Well, only because you did a last minute change um, because I'd chosen a woman. You're like, yeah, I was, I was going to do Simon Evans. Oh wow! I think my beaten lady Colin Campbell. Um, I think did you beat Lady Colin Campbell last time? You might have done. I, th- I think we have decided not on void because neither of them. Oh, yeah. Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Because whenever I mention this to you, I think I said before, um, they always say that you should go for Paul Simon. Maybe one day I will. Mm. Although we did decide that I couldn't have Carly Simon. <laughs> go for it. Uh, Desert Island people, for the last couple of minutes of it. Sure. You're stranded on Desert Island. The only people that can help you, and I can never think of them when I have to, okay. are people who have... Um, People. People are people. So slavery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you can only have... Probably George Washington. <laughs> people who have airports named after them. Uh, okay. Um, there aren't that many others. <laughs> well, the obvious the obvious first one is Marco Polo. Um, renowned uh, explorer, probably. That sounds like something he would do. Um, He's probably and, uh, killed loads of indigenous people. Uh Okay, good job we're on this desert island then, because um, there's no one else there, apart from the seal. Uh, Marco Polo, I, I can never remember if it's Vienna or Venice, one of those, I think Venice. Uh, he is a man who is good to have on an island, um, on this island, because as an explorer, he will be able to, you know, do exploratory stuff, make food out of plants and start fires and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I often make food out of plants when I eat fruit and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can probably kill a wild boar. <laughs> We're gonna have a lovely roast wild boar. Mm, mm, mm. And he probably knows about you know shipping times and stuff. So 
gives our best possible uh, plot of escape. Um, and uh, former Canadian president, something Pearson, uh-huh. <laughs> that's probably prime minister rather than president, um, partly because I don't want to take all the good ones to leave you something. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Thank I, you, appreciate I'm it. not sure how many more airport people you can name, so I thought I'd leave you some of your songs. Um, um, partly because you know he's a he's a man who clearly knows how to lead stuff. He was the, he was prime minister of Canada. He couldn't lead ship roles. He can take charge. Uh, he can. So whilst uh, old Marco Polo's killing wild war and shinning up trees, and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you've got a very vague idea of what people do. <laughs> yep. And something Pearson is, uh, is is plotting out the kind of the wider strategic plots. Uh, I'll be having a great old time just making a sandcastle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Most of what's that an interesting people are named after men. Are you mean? googling? Mm-hmm. Yes. You cheat. Go, yeah, go for Sean de Gaulle and John Lennon, like you have to. Well, I was immediately being like, I, my immediate thought was George Best, and I definitely don't want George Best. No, he would not be helpful. <laughs> I also don't want John Lennon. Okay. But um, I would like Robin Hood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who practical? Um, socialist, <laughs> all the things I'm looking for, and it does that and companion. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a fox in a jaunty hat. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not real. These are all. The, the... I mean, we often have fiction. I mean, you have fiction animals the first time. So. <laughs> That's true. I was saying it's a bit um, of a risk if you like. I'll take Robin Hood and like. Sorry, mate, doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's the person decreeing this? <laughs> you know, the desert island master. Anyway. And Louis Armstrong, because I just googled and apparently. Ooh, let me guess. Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, well done. Oh. So I think JFK lucky... was the obvious one we talked about earlier. In fact. There you go. That's yeah, true, I forgot him. Um, I did think of Charles de Gaulle, and then I realised I didn't know anything at all about Charles de Gaulle. No. So, uh, apart from he signed the Treaty of Versailles, maybe? Doesn't seem likely. No. Could be. You know, not me. You did a history of Treaty, Vers- Treaty of Versailles. Maybe it wasn't I think Charles de Gaulle. probably Clemenceau, wasn't it? It was George Clemenceau. Um, I don't remember any of this. Who knows when Charles goes around? Not me. So um, Louis Armstrong will sing his with his lovely, deep, scratchy voice. Satchmo, I call him. Yes. Um, <laughs> and <or> Scratchmo. Scratchmo. <laughs> because of his scratchy. No, voice. I got it. But I mean, do you really want to alienate one of the two people you got on this island with you? <laughs> the only one that's not a fox and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it. We have all the time in the world. Would be a lovely song to. And very opposite because you would have all the time in the world as you exactly as you die on that island. I I know we do. (laughs) You die with a cartoon fox and a trumpeter. (laughs) (laughs) And I assume Louis Armstrong is quite rich, so Robin Hood might steal some of his money to give to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I can. I feel there's definitely going to be a lot of antagonism between the three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. He doesn't love a cartoon fox. That's true. Robin Hood's yeah, is great, great, great movie. See, great. Well, that's that's, that's done. I think we've nailed it. We've nailed it again, Simon. What have we done? We have we have put the win into, into twin. twin. One of these days, we might edit that so it actually comes in the, <laughs> at the same time. Pass. Not this time, Bye. though. Not <laughs> this time, I say.